0: Welcome to Lesbians Who Write, with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 183 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is, it doesn't get easier, you just get better. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the unutterb- unalterably better half of this duo, TB Markinson. Hello, TB. How are you today? I'm doing all right. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think of any if
1: anything gets easier. Does anything actually get easier?
0: That's the whole point of the episode. So let's not let's not reveal it right away.
1: We don't want to do a spoiler yet. No. <laughs> All right. So how am I doing today? So, or what have I been up to? Well, I have good news. If you didn't already notice, I did survive my road trip to Denver.
0: You're you're alive.
1: Yes, I'm alive. I am back. I'm back in Massachusetts. Uh, Miranda and I had a blast. We ended up traveling 4,671 miles. We drove through 15 U.S. states plus two Canadian provinces We almost got stuck in Canada but we didn't (laughs) but we almost did um on on one of the days when we had to drive through Kansas on our way to Denver it was our last like big push before we arrived arrived in Denver I think 11 o'clock that night the air conditioning in pepper that's my car uh stopped working and I don't know if you've heard or noticed in your own part but it was bloody hot (laughs) so not having functioning air conditioning while going across Kansas because we were driving into the sun, we were going west. It was not, not a fun day in the car. I won't lie, it was not a fun day. But luckily, when we got into Denver that night, we had four days in the city, so I was able to find a mechanic who worked on it, so when we hit the road on the way back, the AC was fully functioning. A very good thing, because it got even hotter on the drive back. So it would have been really miserable we would have had to figure out something like sleep during the day drive at night whatever but um, luckily it all worked out and we did survive and then we went to we also had uh, I forget how many days it is at the Golden Crown Literary Society Conference four or five I can't remember but we had a lovely time we were able to catch up with uh, many of the authors that we've uh, met to other gcls events and met some new ones met some new authors made some new friends so that's always exciting and makes the trip well worth it and then we had a week back home to catch up on some work and everything before miranda and i headed to new york city for three days for a book research trip we're planning on writing a ballet book so miranda got his tickets to swan lake i have to admit ballet dancers they are the most amazing performers i've ever witnessed in person um they're in incredible shape probably the best shape of any athletes i've ever seen but as a spectator more than two hours was a long afternoon i can't figure out what's going on in ballets like it's all dance and it's all beautiful but like there was a story being told and i was just sitting there going what's
0: the fucking story? That's a, a, It sounds a bit like me with, with any Shakespeare play. I'm just like, I've given up going to Shakespeare now because I can never fucking understand what's going on, even though you kind of vaguely know the stories of quite a lot of them. And the ones you go and see are normally the, the, the famous ones, but I'm still none the wiser. But yeah, I agree with ballet and also opera. It's just like, it, 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 it goes over my head and I imagine two hours was a long time. Well, the good thing was, it's
1: like we were there in New York City, and it was it was sweltering hot that day. It was like in the upper ninety, so it was nice because there, um, the AC was blasting in the theater, so it was a good time to like cool off. And, everything. <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong, they are amazing. It was amazing to watch them to do all of the stuff they're they're able to do with their bodies. Like I can't even like sh- touch my toes half the time, so like it was an amazing event. But I was just like. What is going on? I guess I should have studied Swan Lake before to know, like, what was going on. Like, I should have read the cliff notes or something. So, um, yeah, I was just a bit baffled the entire time. Yes. But um, still, still something I would recommend everyone to witness at least once because it is, like, I can't imagine. Like, do they just, like, never stop
0: working out? Do you know the thing that gets me about ballet dancers as well is that you know that bit where they get up on their toes and they have their oh, whole makes body? Cringe. Oh, it makes me feel sick. So I don't think <laughs> I'm glad. it makes you. This must be very common. So like I, that, I'm just like I can't. I can't look. So I don't. It makes me not want to go.
1: Yeah, there was one part where the the um, the lead she, she had to do it like she walked like halfway across the stage oh, on her toes. Oh. I was just like, I was like. Oh my God, my feet hurt, my feet hurt, stop,
0: stop. But so is this, still, gonna, is this gonna be in your ballet book then? Like maybe somebody who doesn't like doing that?
1: I don't know, I think Miranda might take that part out. <laughs> that might be a bit of editorializing on my end and uh, taking away from the story. The entire time I was like, have you guys ever eaten a cookie? <laughs> I mean, there's like not an ounce of fat on them. And I was just like more focused on like how much dedication It would take. And it's actually awe inspiring for someone who is also a creative. Luckily, I don't have to walk on my toes to uh, create my uh, stories or anything. But it is awe inspiring to see someone who is so dedicated to their craft. And um, kudos to them. So I'm not ballet bashing. I'm just saying two hours is long.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, neither of us are ballet bashing per se. We totally understand that um, (laughs) it's an amazing, amazing thing they do. But I just don't like watching it, muscle
1: yeah yeah and also i get nervous i can't watch um i can't watch like gymnastics from the olympics because i'm always worried they'll fall and then i'll start crying for them because like they have dedicated their entire lives to this so like whenever they have to like do like the complicated moves on the stage i'm just like cringing i'm like please don't fall please don't fall so it's really stressful and then i didn't know what was going on so it was a long afternoon but anyways i survived and then um Now now that I am back from two trips that were pretty much uh, back-to-back, I'm doing my best to get back into the swing of things. I'm working on a handful of writing projects. One is a co-write with Adrian. one's a Lizzie novella, and then one is a standalone. And I don't know how this always happens, but it always does happen that they all just have converged at different stages at once on my schedule. So I'm pulling my hair out, so it's going to be an interesting couple weeks to get uh, all of these projects to the point where they need to be done because they're all at different stages. But, um, man, sometimes I just really wonder if the universe just really, really just has a good chuckle watching me struggle because I'm just like, oh, I try to plan it all out. Like, okay, I'll get this done, and then I'll do this, and then I'll do this, and then that never works, and it always happens all at once, and then I'm just wanting to cry, kind of like when I'm watching ballet and I'm worried that they're going to fall down and hurt themselves because then they can have like such a catastrophic injury in front of you that could be career and i watch that so ballet was very stressful to I, see I, I, <laughs> <as well.
0: laughs> I can hear this i can hear this in your voice i can see it in your face that the ballet was stressful so i would say i mean good luck to you writing that ballet book because i feel i feel like it might be ptsd or right? it would bring it all back
1: I think I could add the stress though into it. I okay. think I can make the, hopefully make the readers feel the stress. Yeah, like, definitely. Because, because, uh, man, I was stressed. Everyone else seemed to be this relaxed. And I was just like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Anyways, also in other news, with all the stress I'm under with, you know, all the books, um, it doesn't help that the weather has been absolutely insane here. Luckily, Luckily, I am not dealing with the extreme heat that millions of people, other people around the world are dealing. It's been hot, but it's not life-threatening hot. Um, but we've had a lot of weird stuff like flood warnings, tornadoes, smoke from Canada. I've had a constant headache from all the smoke, which is not fun when you're trying to do a lot of work. It does take a toll on your creativity when uh, you're dealing with all this stuff and have a constant headache because of the weird weather patterns. But I don't see a way around it because we just don't seem to learn our lessons.
0: No, we don't. But I also had a really bad headache yesterday, and I think it was something to do with the weather, because uh, the weather here was like really was really close uh, yesterday. felt like it was going to start thundering all day, um, mm. and I had got an absolutely screaming headache yesterday, so I had to just stop everything I was doing and lie down. Uh, so and I haven't had one of those for ages, but yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a thing a weather induced thing my wife is very big on weather induced headaches she's always every time i get a headache she's always like changing the weather it's probably true though probably true
1: it is it's the it's the pressure changes and everything and i mean the older i get the more sensitive i get to like the heat and everything so um it just it takes more of a toll on my body so it's 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 stressful it's stressful when, like, I just want to go for a hike, but I can't because there's stupid flood warnings and then there's, like, a tornado warning and then there's, like, extreme heat. Like, this is really hard. <laughs> it's really hard when you're one way to de-stress is something that is off the table because it's not safe. But anywho, in the ballet, stress me out. That's my life right now. How are you?
0: Okay. <laughs> I haven't been to the ballet, so I'm not stressed at all. Well... I kind of am a little bit, but it's not it's not ballet induced. So that's good, isn't it? Um I should say we were talking about this a little bit off off air before we started. Uh today as we're recording this is the 20th of July and uh start the Women's World Cup today. So uh that was not stressful, uh TB for me. Um football is my is my stress release. So uh it was lovely. To watch a couple of games this morning. Actually, I only watched one. I uh, I was I was at the gym when New Zealand uh, won the opening game. Well done, well done, the Kiwis. And of course, I was supporting Ireland against Australia, being my homeland. But unfortunately, the Australian class just about told. But my God, they gave it a good go. We so nearly scored right at the right at the last minute. But yeah, the the Women's World Cup is underway. So that's really exciting. Uh, I'm very excited for the next month. Um, hopefully, great goals, great games, strides for the women's games. And Hot Ladies in Shorts, what more do you want? Uh, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit disappointed since it is taking place
1: in, is it taking place both in Australia and New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Since it's taking place there the um, timing is just really awful for for me in the in the in the US because um, it's usually when I'm very much sound asleep <laughs> and then I have too many news alerts on my phone so I always get like updated when I wake up on everything that's happening. Sports is another way I like to de-stress. I did watch uh, quite a bit Wimbledon last week and everything. And um, in the, the the finals, the finals were, I really enjoyed finals weekend. So I have had some ways of de-stressing. Good. Sadly, I won't be able to watch much of the World Cup because I do enjoy sleep. Yes,
0: it is not, it's not well-timed for you. I think, uh, I think there's a couple of games on at three in the morning for us even. Uh, but most of them are on between six and six a.m. and 12 uh, PM, so it's while well, it's morning games for us, but at least it's doable. Like the uh, the Ireland Australia one this morning was eleven AM, so not bad. But anyway, uh, beyond the Women's World Cup, what have I been doing over the last five weeks since we spoke to each other? Writing wise, I've just <laughs> I just think I've just realised that. Um, my wife pointed this out to me on a holiday, so we went, we went away to Stockholm for a week, and that was lovely, really, really recommend Stockholm. But anyway, I was talking about how I'm, just don't seem to be getting anywhere with my writing projects, and she pointed out that I haven't given myself deadlines. And so, and she's right. <laughs> and you know, you know we said, it, it it doesn't get easier, you just get better. Well, sometimes you do get better and then you forget that you've got better, so this is what's happened here. Uh, I think that I've just been me- meandering, really, sort of going along like, la-la-la-la-la. And, you know, I have written nearly 70,000 words in, in one project and um, 40,000 words in another, so I have been writing. But I don't really feel like I'm towards the end of either project. Uh, I don't really feel like they're where they need to be. So I and I do think I just need to set myself a deadline to sort it out. So that's what I've realised over the last little while. Even though you know I am writing most days, um, but it's just a, I'm in a weird I'm in a weird position at the moment. It happens.
1: It happens to all of us. But when you say a deadline, what do you mean? Like, are you going to get like an edit deadline? You're going to get a deadline for like, are you going to give it to someone to read to see if they can like figure out what's going on? What what is what is deadline?
0: Mean um, to you? A, well, a deadline a deadline for me to get probably like a second draft done because we're that sort of getting towards that stage and then book a book an editor da, da, deadline as well because I haven't done any of those things I don't really know what's been going on this year <laughs> I feel like I was like oh I've launched Hot Shot yay go me and then I've gone well what are we do now and you know I, while well, I have been working <laughs> not just on writing but you know on the business uh, doing other things but um, I need to um I need to focus on getting some getting some new books out. So yeah, um, I guess it happens, but I need to get sort of realigned with my goals for the year. Other than that, what else have I been doing? Well, some of the other things I've been doing, I've been sorting out new audio So The Christmas Catch came back uh, from, and Hot Shop. they both came back from The Audio Proofer, Again, if you don't if you haven't got an audio proofer hire an audio proofer (laughs) I don't have to listen to my audio books when they come back now And it was one of my biggest pain points and one of my biggest bottlenecks and now I I don't have to do it and uh, She's amazing. Anyway, uh, I put a hotshot into uh, the ACX uh, grinder system uh, on the first week of July and it and it got launched yesterday in time for the women's world cup so that's nice um so if you are uh, on the lookout for a new audiobook to go along with the women's world cup do have a look at that um i will be promoting it next week i had i tried to look for it um but it wasn't even on my dashboard in acx yesterday so we'll see it takes a couple of days to feed itself into the system um but that's good news and then obviously the christmas catches is, is um actually i need to go through the proofing results for that that just reminded me um but uh, that'll be ready to go in september
1: Oh, well, 2-2 for getting Hotshot, the audiobook out. And uh, ACX, I, I believe, was having issues yesterday, so you might want to check today.
0: Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully
1: they resolve them. Yeah. But um, I, <laughs> I heard from many authors that it was um, not operable. Ah, uh,
0: okay. All right. That makes sense. Because it's like they, they sent me the email saying, hey, it's in the, in the store, uh, and then I couldn't find it anywhere, and um, I couldn't find it on my dashboard. I'm like, oh, maybe they've got it wrong. But, yeah, anyway, I did see it. It is uh, on the store now, so... The other things that happened in July, I had a lot of sales in July, so I had, Change of Heart is currently on sale for 99p, uh, across mainly UK sales, so UK Amazon sales. Um, I've got my first Kindle daily deal um, in the UK this, this month, um, so that was interesting because I've never had one of those before. I had my first Prime Gold Box offers, which I didn't even know what this was. That was interesting to have a few different offers, uh, all UK based. So you're not going to get the same sales as you would if you did the US as well. But all these different offers that I didn't even know existed. So have you ever come across a Gold Box? I have not. No, I don't know what it is. But um, I, you know, I was like, yes, put me in the Gold Box. <laughs> so gold
1: as in the color, not gold like the goal in a soccer game as in the color yes as in the color
0: uh, yeah i'm assuming it's like i'm assuming it's like maybe to people who who are like buy all the time they're bargain hunters and they get like a gold box like maybe you don't see what's in it maybe it's just like you know 10 offers 10 great offers i don't know i'm making this shit up Okay. Well, we'll yeah. go with your. We'll yeah. with your uh, I like. I like the sound of that. <laughs> sounds exciting, doesn't it? It's like. It's like there's a there's a thing in the UK called too good to go. I don't know if you've got it in the states as well. And it's it's cafes and restaurants and around you. And if they've got food left over at the end of the day, you can buy a, a, what they call a magic bag from them. And you pay three pounds, and then you get stuff that's worth ten that they would have just thrown away anyway. But you can't choose it. So you you go and pick up your magic bag from them at the end of the day, and you don't know what's in it, and it was really exciting until I realised that uh, I was just eating far too much cake because that's mainly what you got—cake and pastries. But it was always really exciting when you got a magic bag.
1: I haven't I haven't seen that, but I had uh, I've been to a a pub in New York City where you would uh, order like. It was, like, a beer in a bag, and so it was, like, they would give you a can of beer in a paper bag, and then you were like, pulled the, the paper bag off to reveal what beer you got. That was fun. Right. Probably... Yeah. Is just about as useless as the pastry, still, because <laughs> yeah. you really need more calories.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, beer, cake, and pastries sounds great. It's great, but I'm not sure it's the best diet. Um, anyway, uh, on top of all the the work stuff, though, we've had a, a lovely time. Um, as I said, we had July has been really, really busy. Hence, uh, we've been off. Um, I had a lot of my family came over from Canada and. Um, All from all over the country. It was my mum's 90th birthday, uh, the first week in July, and that was really good. It went really well. I was a little bit worried about how she would react because you know she's she's got dementia and she's blind, so you know it's difficult um, knowing how she'll react. But she was really good. She was um, she was up on her feet. She was singing. She was dancing. So um, I think she enjoyed it, and we had a really fun fun weekend. And luckily, it was good weather because we had like 60 people in the in my sister's garden for a big party. with all, um, what are they called gazebos? And like the next weekend, it would have been rained out, so that was good. Uh, and then, um, last week, my wife and I went to Stockholm for a week, which was great fun. We went to the Abba Museum, which was two of the best hours I've ever spent in my entire life. Great, we did a boat tour because what I didn't realize was Stockholm is kind of a city that's got lots of islands all off it it's like lots of islands everywhere so we did a boat tour that was cool we went to an outdoor museum park tb which was like basically how how people used to live and it's sort of living things so you could walk into like I know a replica of an old um, hardware store from the 1700s and it was only it was only as I was going around this so I said oh this is really interesting isn't it and my wife pointed out it was history and I was like yeah I mean kind of yeah don't tell tv anyway so but that was really cool and um, while the rest of the world a lot of Europe as you pointed out was sweltering Stockholm was a manageable 23 great temperature did some shopping bought some lovely trainers had a great time
1: Yes, I I I'm glad to hear that. I've also been to that uh, living history museum in uh, Stockholm. Yeah, <laughs> it is nice. It's good, isn't it? Is. Yeah, I like it. it. Is nice. Um, but yeah, I was I was reading that the trend might be for future European vacations up north because, like, if you're going to Greece or Italy or um, south of France, you're roasting. Mm. But up north, like Ireland and like um, the Scandinavian countries, not much so much roasting.
0: No, and we were, when we were looking, we were thinking about going to Greece or Italy, uh, but then we just sort of thought, we've never been to Scandinavia, always wanted to go, so let's just go to Scandinavia. Not thinking about the weather particularly, uh, and didn't really, re- like, you know, because I haven't been, I wasn't sure of exactly where, I know where it is, but I wasn't sure how much further north it was. But it is, you know, it's, it's far more north than Scotland, and actually this is their, this is their summer, and it was 23, so it was nice. Anyway, that's what's been happening here. So comments, um, I I don't know if you've got any, but I had some and I don't know where they are. I have tried to find them. So if you sent me a comment, just know that it made me smile and I'm sorry, but I lost it.
1: Is that the theme for the year?
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I had some deadlines, I lost them. I had some comments, (laughs) I lost them. I'm a woman of a certain age. What do you want me? What do you want from me? All
1: right, so I have a comment. I met Casey Lane at the GCLS conference, and Casey loves the podcast, and we have inspired Casey to write. So isn't that lovely to hear? So there's another comment to warm your heart.
0: That is very nice. I love that. Yes.
1: And then um, we have a couple coffee updates. Kathy A,
0: love Kathy A. Love Kathy A. All the love Kathy A. Yeah,
1: Kathy A said, buy a few coffees or teas on me. Enjoy. And then Nyland said, uh, bought coffees and said, I'm so appreciative of the care and effort you both put into this podcast Cheers! So thank you, Kathy A and Nyland for the coffees. And Casey Lane, it was a pleasure to meet you at GCLS and happy writing.
0: Yes, indeed. And thank you very much, Nyland as well, because I know they've been very supportive from the beginning as well.
1: So it was Cathy A.
0: Yes, yes yeah, yeah. both of them, yeah. They're still with us. We appreciate, us. yeah, we appreciate you. We appreciate all our listeners, and if you appreciate us, do consider going over and buying us coffee because it all helps to go towards the running cost of this tip-top show, right? did
1: you forget the word podcast?
0: Yeah. <laughs> For this we do i was trying to think of something clever more clever and then i lost my words like i lost my deadlines and i lost my comments right okay let's get on to the topic of the hand even though i might have forgotten what it was but anyway um so the topic at hand uh, i've got um i came up with this one i've got a i've got lots of words to say about it do you want me to just say them before you
1: do i would just like to say I have complete faith that you will turn things around and meet your deadlines that you're going to set for yourself. So don't be so hard on yourself. Oh. Some years are off years.
0: Just relax. All right. But okay. Just relax. Okay. Well, you know, and it's good to sort of say this, I think, as well, on the podcast, because um, as, as I'm just about to say, like a lot of people might say to me, well, it's easy for you. Uh, it's not. It's not everyone. <laughs> Sometimes oh, sometimes I forget how, uh, the very sort of basic fucking premise of being a writer is to uh, actually write and produce. So, uh, you know, it can happen to everyone. It doesn't matter how long you've been doing it. But the topic of this uh, episode is it doesn't get easier, you get better. And in general, even with me, this is true. So the title of this was inspired by a podcast I have started to listen to Um, by an Irish fitness trainer called Kelly Fennell. Um, Now she is also a queer woman so big up to Kelly um, and she provides loads of uh, really good tips so if you if you want to get fit and get healthy I'd I would um, suggest this podcast. Anyway she was the title of her episode was it doesn't get easier you get better and she was saying that when it comes to health and fitness a lot of people might say it's for instance, it's oh sure it's easier for Mary down the road because she's naturally slim and healthy. So going to the gym and eating well comes naturally to her. Now, I used to think this when it came to fitness. I used to think that my family had genetically, you know, we were just a bit chubby and a bit big boned and I would naturally could never be skinny. But the truth is that I could totally be skinny if that's what I wanted. And that was the goal I really, really pursued Um, I am on a weight loss kick at the moment, which is why I was listening to Kelly Fennell and her podcast. But my goal is not to be skinny, as that's a whole lot of effort. But I can lose weight. I've done it before and I can do it again. But I know that most people, not all, but most people who are sort of fit and healthy, um, it doesn't come naturally to them. The reason they are that is because they're constantly on the move, they eat well, they exercise, they get enough sleep, they drink enough water. And it might seem easier for them because they do all those things naturally, but the reason they do it naturally is because they practiced it. Over years, over months, over decades, living a healthy, happy life doesn't just happen. Being happy in your own skin doesn't just happen. It takes years and months of practice, of owning your own actions, of treating yourself well and having a positive attitude and mental health. Sounds like I'm preaching now, doesn't it?
1: preach
0: away all right preach, preach away. let's go amen can i get an amen now the reason so that was what this podcast is saying and i think it hit a chord with me because i've had a few comments slung my way over the years more so in the past few but i suppose as i've gotten what people perceive to be bigger right because um <laughs> hopefully not too much weight wise but like I've put i've got more books right and i've got more readers so, and I've been doing it longer. So in the past few years, people have said things to me, like, oh, well, it's easy for you to, to publish and to talk about not worrying about sales and readers because you've got a massive following and a mailing list and readers waiting for your next book. But the point is, it's, it's not easier for me. And it wasn't always like that. Everyone starts somewhere. Um, I've, we've said this before many times when, when we both put our first books out, we had no fucking clue what we were doing. I didn't have a following, I had nothing. But I networked with other authors. I started a mailing list from nothing. Zero. I started a podcast. I kept writing books. I was consistent. I practiced living life like a successful author so that by the time I was a successful author I was already living that life. But it was never easy and it's still not easy and we all suffer imposter syndrome and yes now I have a big mailing list of readers and yes I have a following But I still need to work at it all the time. Um, And that means putting more books out, advertising, social media. None of these things just happen. And yes, I've done it all before. So I know what happens. I can gauge how it's going, what I need to do. Because I've got better at it. I've done it more. I've practiced it more. I've been doing it nearly a decade. So things like if Amazon rejects one of my new titles or something, I know that an email or a phone call will usually sort it out. I know not to worry about online scandals because I've seen them happen before. I don't overreact with things, I just get on with it. Does it get easier? No. But I just get better at dealing with the stresses of running a business. And the same goes for writing. Does that get easier? No. As I think I've I've fully demonstrated this, this episode. <laughs> but have I got better at writing? Oh yeah, 100% yes. Um, because I've practiced it, I've been doing it. I know what it takes. Uh, But it doesn't get easier, I'm just more disciplined. And sometimes, like this year, I might take my foot off the gas a little bit, but because I've got my backlist to promote and translations I can release and all that sort of thing, it's not as crippling for my business, it's not at all. Because I was consistent earlier in my career and I prioritise writing and releasing. You know, like when you were born, you couldn't walk, you tried, you fell down, you got back up, you wobbled, you mastered it eventually. It's the same with anything in life and especially writing and running your own business so just practice it get better do it again get better become a master because that's what we are isn't it tb
1: well, i don't know if i'm a master but will this surprise you to learn that when i started walking um i didn't like take my first step right away i'd spent like a couple months like just practicing to get up and then i went to get too scared and then i would sit down So does that surprise anyone listening right now that I am the super cautious one?
0: Oh, I'd like to see those little, uh, you know, home movies of you trying to get up and then no, no, not today. Not today.
1: Yeah, not today. Yeah, I I was thinking about this topic when you suggested it. Uh, One of the things that came to my mind that says that resonated was, yes, like you said, when we started, I started out 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago this month, and it was all really new to me and it was all really new to a lot of us there wasn't I mean uh self-publishing or indie publishing which is now the more acceptable word was still really in its infancy and everything and so all of us were learning together and helping each other but one of the things that we both did do from the start was we started the learning um we started studying not just the craft of writing but we started the book marketing business and that meant listening to podcasts I think you and I both still listen to quite a few podcasts It meant reading craft books um we still do that it meant networking with other authors and so I think even in year 10 um I still try to read craft books I try to read two or three a year I still listen to podcasts I still I love to listen to author interviews because especially here's a tip for you um When I am struggling with the words, I I seek out author interviews from authors who I admire. And every once in a while, they'll just say something. And it will be like more often than not, an offhand comment that will solve my problem. (laughs) So um, I'm always seeking out uh, more information. I'm always trying to improve. I am, I'm always, well, now, in the beginning, I wasn't excited to get a book edited. But now I kind of am because you, I always say this. Get your book edited by someone who knows what they're doing because you learn so much about the craft. That is how you grow, and that is how it sort of becomes easier for you. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. Every project is, is a challenge. It has its own challenges, whether they be personal or business or a mixture of all of it. Keep working on yourself as a writer and grow with it, and then that way um, you do become better.
0: Yes, absolutely. I agree with all that. And I am um, just want to backtrack and say, happy 10 years. Toot, fucking toot. Well,
1: thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. It's, uh, it all happened when I was traveling, so I forgot to
0: because <laughs> I, <laughs> I was about to say, I remember in your, in your goals for the year, you said um, it was going to be 10 years in July and you were going to do something to celebrate.
1: Yeah, that he's been pushed off because uh, one of the deadlines weren't met. So the big celebration's coming up, people. Not right now. But I have something I'm gonna unveil, but not right now.
0: Maybe you can have a ten and a half year party in Vegas, and I'll have a nine and a half year party, and we can meet in the middle.
1: We could do that. I don't think I'll. I don't, I don't
0: think I'll be pushed off that long. But uh, we definitely
1: should. Uh, you know, cheers each other in person. We'll be in person. I know. We haven't seen each other since. Uh, Pre, well, I guess it wasn't pre-COVID. It was COVID times. <laughs> <laughs> it just didn't really replace what was
0: going on. No, but we haven't seen each other since 2020, so uh, it'll be nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and sorry I didn't send you uh, coffee photos on my road trip. We didn't go to many diners. It was too hot for coffee.
0: Terrible, terrible. But yes, I agree with all those points uh, that you said. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it, that people... I think I'm guilty of this as well, right? When I was um, starting out and through my first few years, I always heard people on on in interviews and on podcasts who who were like at our stages of the career now, like nine ten years in, saying, "Well, you know, I started from nothing." And I would always think, "Oh yeah, 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 sure." <laughs> like I don't know why I didn't believe them, but you know, because you when you see a person, you see that you see them from where they are now. You don't you don't think that at some point they did start from nothing. But now I'm very, I'm sure there are lots of people listening to this going, yeah, yeah, uh, about us. But it's true. We did both start with nothing. And, and it just, you just get better. Um, and writing a book is, is is still the same struggle throughout. Uh, but you just get better. At, you know what's coming. You know how to do it.
1: It's calmer. I know that's hard to believe since, like, the ballet stressed me out to the point <laughs> where I almost <laughs> wanted to cry. But you do... You do get calmer about the bumps in the road along the way um, because now when stuff does come up, you're like, oh, okay, I've I've handled this before. or Oh, I, I know who to ask about this or something like that. You get a bit calmer. You just buckle down easier to get the work done, I guess, is what I'm trying to say
0: yeah uh, absolutely And you know I remember that from other jobs I've done like you know when I was working in magazines I remember this guy called Bob he was my old editor and he was always just so calm and mainly because he'd been doing it like double the length I had so anytime I was panicking about something he'd seen it before so he was like oh yeah don't worry about that We'll we'll sort that out this way and that kind of like that's what we that's what we have now Um, you know it's just, just have we have the knowledge we have the experience we're so fucking old that's what I'm saying i'm definitely feeling it do take that into account um and if you're just starting out but also just do take that into account for anything in life it it doesn't just go for health and fitness for your writing career anything in life you've got to put effort in to get the results i suppose that's what you're saying and then the results once you've done it a few times will just become second nature
1: but don't ever take your foot off the gas you have
0: to keep going forward all right all right tb was that not directed at me
1: no it wasn't but you can you can take it personally if you want but no it's just something you have to keep doing um that's what that's one of the things we always keep saying is just keep going that is the solution to many of the problems just keep going don't stop work your way through it
0: all right uh we hope this episode has been um useful for you and do let us know in your life um what has gotten, you know, what what see, seemingly gotten easier for you, but actually, when you think about it, it hasn't gotten easier. You've just got better. And I said the word "gotten" there twice, like I'm an American.
1: Is that not? Do you guys not use that word? We do not. Well, now you do.
0: Yeah, clearly, I do because I've read too many American books and been hanging out with you too long. Uh, not even IRL but in, in, in IRL we will see each other this year so that's a cheery note to end it on and if you are coming to Vegas as well to the 20 books to 50k conference in Las Vegas we will see you there too Yes,
1: yeah, so I wasn't expecting that oh we're doing the plug already for Vegas yeah come
0: why not I'm yeah. sure it
1: won't be um hot well it might be I don't know November in Vegas doesn't sound hot
0: no I don't think it is I think it's like um 60s 50,
1: that 60s. sounds nice. Yeah. That sounds lovely. Yeah. i shot <laughs> with like fifties and sixties right now. And it'll all be
0: <laughs> air lovely. conditioned to shit, but also everybody will be smoking inside. So you know, swings and roundabouts.
1: I know. I hate the smoking in Vegas. It's like it, it always shocks me when I first walk in. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna get in trouble. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, this is Vegas.
0: You can do anything here. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. All right. Um, uh, thank you for joining us today. Um, and uh, come on, the lionesses. Um, by the time this comes out uh we'll have played our first game hopefully we'll have won when's the usa's first game do you know
1: uh no no i do not
0: in the next Uh, few days that's what we'll say
1: yeah yeah i'm assuming so and do you want to say that the lionesses are the english club
0: for all the people who don't know all right the english club (laughs) that is england for those of you that don't know Come on, England. Uh, that the Lionesses is our nickname, but yeah, um, you know, I'm I'm supporting Ireland and England, but I feel like England might have the best chance.
1: Oh wow, you're you're. Uh, okay, I see where you're standing. So you got an Irish passport, but you're just you're just. Well, you're a dual citizen, though. I are, am. you am. Know? Yeah. Okay, got, so that's.
0: I've got. I'm also
1: cheering on Ireland because um I just love the Irish accents. That is my weakness, accents
0: there you go so um yes join us back here uh, in two weeks time when we will have more wit and wisdom until then take care keep writing
1: bye everybody
0: thanks for listening to lesbians you write follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee and sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.